Welcome, everybody, yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you're all enjoying your day, sweet, if not, what the hell ever, it is time for a huge one, folks. The WWE career of CM Punk, going to be talking about from 2006 to 2014. There, for quick disclosures, I will be mentioning some stuff from 2005. I will not be discussing his stuff from OVW. And I will touch on adding some stuff from his Art of Wrestling podcast interviews from 2014, so those will be added in there from time to time, especially when we get on to the later years. So, we're going to start off 2005. Back in 2005, CM Punk would have a handful of televised and dark matches with WWE before signing a deal with them that summer. During this time, he was with Ring of Honor, and he would sign his contract with WWE on the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship during his run with the championship itself before losing it prior to his departure from Ring of Honor. After spending nine months in OVW, being Ohio Valley Wrestling, CM Punk would make his main roster debut on the ECW brand with a win over Just Incredible on the August 1st, 2006 edition of ECW, following a month of vignettes that focused on his straight-edge lifestyle. His first proper feud on the ECW brand would involve Mike Knox and his on-screen girlfriend Kelly Kelly, who had taken a liking to Punk on screen. Punk's first pay-per-view match would see himself team with DX and the Hardy Boys, at Survivor Series, getting a clean sweep tag team victory over Team Rated RKO, with Punk getting one elimination over Johnny Nitro during the match itself. Punk would also take part in the Extreme Elimination Chamber match at December 2 Dismember for the ECW Championship, but unfortunately was the first man eliminated. And Punk would be handed his first ever televised singles loss by Hardcore Holly on the January 9, 2007 edition of ECW. You get to the Royal Rumble. So Punk would enter the Royal Rumble match in number 11, which would last over 27 minutes, only getting one elimination, that person being Viscera. However, Punk would then be one of the Rick Holly's many eliminations during the match. Punk would also take part in the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 23, a match he's most well-known for taking the RKO off the ladder, and was unsuccessful in winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. Following WrestleMania, CM Punk would briefly seemingly turn heel by joining the new brand stable, which was consisting of young talent on the ECW brand to go against the ECW Originals, but this alliance would be very short-lived as he would turn on the group just a few weeks later and would ultimately go one-on-one to defeat Elijah Burke, who was the leader of the New Breed, at Judgment Day, and then later on would also team with Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman to defeat the New Breed in a six-man tag team tables match at One Night Stand. Following this, during the 2007 WWE Draft, Bobby Lashley would be drafted to Raw and was forced to vacate the ECW Championship. This led to a tournament that was being held to determine who'd compete for the vacant championship at the Vengeance Night of Champions pay-per-view, which was originally down to CM Punk and Chris Benoit. However, due to Benoit's family incident that was happening during that weekend, Benoit would be substituted during the pay-per-view by Johnny Nitro, who would defeat CM Punk at the pay-per-view to win the now the recently vacated ECW championship. Now, after this, Nitro would rebrand himself as John Morrison. And for a couple of months after this, CM Punk would chase John Morrison and the ECW Championship before winning the ECW Championship in a last chance match on the September 4, 2007 edition of ECW, with, of course, the backstage rules saying that this was because, in reality, John Morrison had failed the wellness policy, so he had to drop the championship to Punk on this night. Punk's run with the championship would last a few months, but would end on the January 22nd, 2008 edition of ECW when he lost a no-disqualification match to, Ch- to Chavo Guerrero thanks to interference by Edge. Punk would also enter the 2008 Royal Rumble match at number 12 and only got one elimination, being Chuck Palumbo, before being eliminated by Chavo Guerrero, 
lasting almost 24 minutes in this match, and then Punk would also fail to regain the ECW Championship the next month against Chavo Guerrero at No Way Out. Punk would also qualify to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match for WrestleMania 24, and this time, he would win the briefcase at the event, a match that was supposed to have had Jeff Hardy in it, and the whole rumor saying that Jeff Hardy was going to win this contract, but himself being suspended due to the wellness policy violation caused CM Punk to win this match instead. Now, Punk would be drafted from ECW to Raw during the 2008 draft and would successfully cash in his Money in the Bank contract on Edge the night after the Night of Champions pay-per-view to become the World Heavyweight Champion and make the World Heavyweight Championship Raw exclusive after the WWE Championship was drafted over to SmackDown. Now, unfortunately, CM Punk's run with the World Heavyweight Championship would be lackluster and ended in questionable fashion at Unforgiven. During the show, Punk was meant to defend his World Heavyweight Championship in a championship scramble, but was taken out backstage with a punt kick by Randy Orton, who was on the injured reserve list at the time, and was unable to participate in the match itself, a match that was ultimately won by Chris Jericho. And after this, Jer Punk would fail to regain the World Heavyweight Championship in his rematch against, Jer against Chris Jericho on Raw. Now, on the October 27, 2008 edition of Raw, CM Punk and Kofi Kingston would team up to defeat Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. to win the World Tag Team Championships. Boda ultimately also lose those tag team titles at a house show a couple months later to John Morrison and The Miz. Around the same time, CM Punk would win a tournament that ended at Armageddon, last eliminating Chris, or Rey Mysterio, to become the number one contender to William Regal's Intercontinental Championship, winning their third encounter on the January 19, 2009 edition of Raw, which was a notice qualification match, and becoming the 19th ever WWE Triple Crown Champion based on their qualifications that they had going at that time. After this, Punk would also enter the 2009 Royal Rumble match, entering at number 18 and lasted about 22 and a half minutes, where once again he only got one elimination, that elimination being against William Regal, before being eliminated by Big Show. The Punk's Intercontinental Championship title run would end to JBL on the March 9, 2009 edition of Raw, but he would rebound by winning the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 25, becoming the only male WWE superstar to win not only the Money in the Bank ladder match itself more than once, but also the only man to win the match in back-to-back -back years. After being drafted to, back to SmackDown after winning the contract and feuding with Umaga through Judgment Day and Extreme Rules, Punk would successfully cash in his contract on Jeff Hardy at the end of Extreme Rules to become a two-time World Heavyweight Champion. After retaining his championship in a rematch against Jeff Hardy at the Bash due to a disqualification ending, Punk would claim that his obstruction was, or his view was obstructed after getting poked in the eye, leading to accidentally striking the referee. And when Jeff Hardy questioned that, CM Punk would turn heel by attacking Jeff Hardy, and then we would get more added dynamics about the straight-edge lifestyle of Punk versus this carefree lifestyle of Jeff Hardy. Jeff would regain his World Heavyweight, Champion, World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions, but Punk would win it back the next month in a TLC match at SummerSlam, and the show would conclude with Punk getting attacked by the returning Undertaker. And his feud with Jeff Hardy would conclude on the August 28, 2009 edition of SmackDown, where he retained his World Heavyweight Championship in a Loser Leaves WWE Steel Cage match, running Jeff Hardy out of the company. And after this, Punk would be moved into his feud with The Undertaker, which saw their submission match at Breaking Point end in very controversial fashion. Undertaker seemingly won the match with his Hell's Gate submission hold, but the match would be restarted by SmackDown General Manager Teddy Long due to Vicky Guerrero's standing ban on the move itself that had been going on for about a year and a half. Punk would get his Anaconda Vice submission hold locked on The Undertaker, and the bell would be rung in similar style to the Montreal Screwjob. Thankfully for The Undertaker, he would win the rematch at Hell in a Cell to win the World Heavyweight Championship, as well as retaining it in a fatal four-way match at Bragging Rights against CM Punk, Batista, and Rey Mysterio.
Following Bragg and Wright, CM Punk would then start to form his Straight Edge Society group that included Luke Gallows, the former Festus that was played by Personal Demons to cause his previous character state, and Serena. And Punk also was also a NXT pro during the first season of NXT with his rookie being Darren Young, who he would fail to recruit into his stable when Darren Young flat out refused to have his head shaved as per the rules for joining the Straight Edge Society. Now, Punk would enter the 2010 Royal Rumble match at number 3, lasting around 10 minutes and getting 5 eliminations, with one of those eliminations being Beth Phoenix, and was cutting a promo during his downtime in the match, but would be eliminated by Triple H. Punk would also take part in the Elimination Chamber match the following month at Elimination Chamber for the World Heavyweight Championship, but was the second man eliminated. Now, after this, CM Punk would set his sights on a feud with Rey Mysterio, going through WrestleMania, Extreme Rules, and Over the Limit. With Punk, he was trying to recruit Rey Mysterio into the Straight Edge Society, while Rey wanted to shave CM wanted to shave CM Punk's head. Rey would win at WrestleMania to stay out of the Straight Edge Society, while Punk would win at Extreme Rules to keep his head like from getting shaven. Then at Over the Limit, both stipulations would be put on the line, with Rey Mysterio defeating CM Punk, handcuffing him to the ring ropes, and successfully shaving his head. However, to hide his shit now cleanly shaven head, CM Punk for a couple of months would wear a mask, like in order to keep everybody from seeing his shaven head, and it was also during this time where he was temporarily sidelined due to an elbow injury after the Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view, which is when he was cutting promos and being cut in a sling, to where he, it was around this time he was expecting to get a bit of time off, but WWE decided, no, you can still be on TV regardless. Now, after Fatal 4-Way during CM Punk's time on the sidelines, the Stratus Society would feud with The Big Show, who unmasked CM Punk to reveal his bald head on the July 16, 2010 episode of SmackDown. And Punk Stable would also gain a masked member of the group who would be revealed to be a bald Joey Mercury, who had not been seen in the company since 2007. Serrated Society would fail to defeat the Big Show in a handicap match at SummerSlam, and Punk himself would fail to defeat Big Show in a singles match at Night of Champions. After this, Serrated Society would be no more due to Serena being released from the WWE, Joey Mercury being injured, and Luke Gallows separating himself from CM Punk and turning babyface. Now, around October is when CM Punk would be traded over to Raw in exchange for Edge, and after bragging rights, CM Punk would be sidelined due to a hip injury and would lead to him being spending time on the commentary team. Now, as 2010 concluded, going into 2011, Punk would join the new Nexus the Nexus stable, with it later being rebranded as the new Nexus, and would become the new leader after kicking Wade Barrett out of the group. And the stable would also see departure of Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel, while also gaining Mason Ryan during the month of January 2011. Punk would enter the 2011 Royal Rumble match at number 1, and scored 7 eliminations in 35 and a half minutes, but was eliminated by John Cena, who he attacked the night that he revealed he was part of the Straighted Society, or the New Nexus, earlier that month. Now, earlier the night at the Royal Rumble, CM Punk also cost Randy Orton the WWE Championship in his match against The Miz out of revenge for what happened back at Unforgiven in 2008 when Randy stopped him from being in the championship scramble. Punk would enter the Elimination Chamber match the following month at Elimination Chamber for the, a shot at the WWE Championship WrestleMania 27, but would be the last man eliminated by John Cena. So then this would continue the feud with Randy Orton going into WrestleMania, and Orton would take out all members of the Nexus in the build to WrestleMania 27 just to make it one-on-one, -on -one. Randy would defeat CM Punk at WrestleMania, and also their rematch at Extreme Rules, which was a last man standing match. Now, after this, surprisingly, CM Punk would become the number one contender to John Cena's WWE Championship, and the night he became number one contender, he revealed to the world that his contract would be expiring at midnight after Money in the Bank, and he was intending on leaving WWE with the WWE Championship. 
Punk would be kayfabe suspended after his infamous pipe bomb promo on the June 27, 2011 edition of Raw, which included remarks about the likes of Brock Lesnar, Vince McMahon, Vince's family, and others, but Punk would be reinstated along with his title shot against John Cena at John Cena's request, and the Nexus would quietly disband around this time as well, which also transitioned CM Punk into being a babyface. Now, in reality, Punk's contract was expiring, as he mentioned on TV, and he was intending on leaving the company due to unhappiness, but he would sign a new contract on the day during the pay-per-view itself at Money in the Bank. Thanks to this, CM Punk would go on to defeat John Cena to win this first-ever WWE Championship and prevented Alberto Del Rio from cashing in his Money in the Bank contract on him to close the show. Dave Meltzer, an infamous name in the wrestling fandom, would give this match a 5-star rating, the very first WWE match to receive a 5-star rating since the Hell in a Cell match between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker at Bad Blood back in 1997. Punk would temporarily disappear from television, and Rey Mysterio would become the WWE Championship, uh, sorry, become the WWE Champion in Punk's absence with the tournament only to lose the championship to John Cena that exact same night. Now, this was only eight days after Punk won the championship, because eight days late after he won the championship, and after John Cena won it from Rey Mysterio, Punk would return to the company with his new entrance theme being called the Personality, and would have a stare down with John Cena, making us have two WWE Champions at the same time. Both men would collide at SummerSlam with Triple H as a special guest referee, and Punk would win to become the undisputed WWE Champion after Triple H failed to catch John Cena's foot being on the ropes at the match's conclusion to try to break the pinfall. Post-match, Kevin Nash would return to the company for the first time since his Royal Rumble appearance earlier that year and laid out CM Punk with a jackknife powerbomb, leading to Alberto Del Rio successfully cashing in his Money in the Bank contract on Punk to win the WWE Championship. So, because of this, CM Punk would then feud with both Kevin Nash and Triple H, who Punk felt were both in cahoots to keep CM Punk out of the main event scene. Punk was supposed to have faced Kevin Nash in Night of Champions, but was replaced by Triple H after Kevin Nash, in real life, wasn't clear to have the match due to medication that he was on at the time. Triple H would then defeat CM Punk at Night of Champions in a no-disqualification match, which had Triple H's position as the on-screen COO of the WWE at stake. After also taking the pin in the triple threat match against John Cena and Alberto Del Rio for the WWE Championship at Hell in a Cell, as well as taking the pin in the tag match with Triple H against Awesome Show That Vengeance, Punk would finally rebound by becoming a two-time WWE Champion at Survivor Series, defeating Alberto Del Rio. And this would be the beginning of his 434-day WWE Championship reign. After successfully defending his championship in a TLC match at TLC, going against Dolph Ziggler at the Royal Rumble, and then retaining at the Elimination Chamber, his next feud would be against Chris Jericho. Jericho had returned at around uh, January 2012, targeting CM Punk, claiming that he was a Chris Jericho wannabe due to his best-in-the-world moniker. Punk would re successfully retain his championship against Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 28, with the added stipulation being that CM Punk could lose the WWE Championship via disqualification. Jericho would then still continue the feud, though, and constantly make shots at every member of CM Punk's family, bringing up their personal demons and saying that eventually Punk was also going to give in to demons himself upon losing the WWE Championship. However, CM Punk would overcome this and defeat Chris Jericho at Extreme Rules in a Chicago street fight to end the feud and retain his WWE Championship. Now, Punk's next feud after this, going into Over the Limit and going on throughout the next part of the summer, would be against Daniel Bryan. Punk would retain his WWE Championship at Over the Limit, narrowly getting the pin on Daniel Bryan before submitting to Daniel Bryan's yes, yes lock, so retain the WWE Championship. 
Also, a side note after this, CM Punk would be revealed to be on the covers to be the cover star of WWE 13, which Punk revealed later on in an interview that someone within WWE tried to convince THQ to have Sheamus on the cover instead of Punk. Now, AJ Lee and Kane would also be added to the mix with the WWE Championship, Love Affairs, and stuff like this with Daniel Bryan and Punk. So this would also lead to CM Punk retaining the WWE Championship in a triple threat against Kane and Daniel Bryan in triple at No Way Out, as well as retaining against Daniel Bryan in a no disqualification match in Money in the Bank with AJ Lee as a special guest referee. Now on July 23, or sorry, July 23rd, 2012 episode of Raw, which was Raw 1000, CM Punk would retain his WWE Championship via disqualification in John Cena's Money in the Bank con contract cashing match after the Big Show got involved. Post-match, The Rock would fight off The Big Show, but Punk would turn heel by attacking The Rock and laying him out with the GTS. And Punk would state that his reason was because he felt he was being upstaged and disrespected by The Rock throughout that evening, despite being the WWE Champion. After retaining his championship at SummerSlam against John Cena and The Big Show in a triple threat match, CM Punk would align himself with Paul Heyman, who was admitted during his Best in the World documentary that he credits Paul Heyman as being the guy that ultimately saved his WWE career early on. So, now you get to Night of Champions. CM Punk would retain his WWE Championship against John Cena after both men had suffered a double fin pinfall draw at the conclusion of the match. So, because of a draw stipulation, Punk retained. Punk would then enter a feud against Ryback, going into Hell in a Cell, which Punk would re retain the championship after the special guest referee, who was Brad Maddox, low-blowed Ryback and did a fast count to help CM Punk win and end Ryback's on-screen undefeated streak. And Punk would also end up retaining his WWE Championship at Survivor Series against John Cena and Ryback after The Shield, being Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns, who Punk initially wanted to be Cassius Ono instead, late debuted to lay out Ryback and help CM Punk retain his championship. And they also did the whole storyline where everybody involved in The Shield and CM Punk tried to deny that they were in cahoots with each other. Now, Punk was supposed to have gone against Ryback at the TLC pay-per-view in 2012 in a TLC match, but the match would be held off due to Punk needing some knee surgery, and his recovery time was supposed to have been four to six weeks, but was cut in half to two to three weeks, caused by pressure by Vince McMahon in order to have that match done on the January 7, 2013 episode of Raw. Thankfully, CM Punk would retain the WWE Championship thanks to help by the Shield, and would then turn his focus on to going against The Rock, who was his opponent at the Royal Rumble. The Rock had declared back on Raw 1000 that he would face the WWE Champion at the Royal Rumble, and during the build as well, Vince McMahon added the stipulation that if The Shield interfered in the match on CM Punk's behalf, he would personally strip CM Punk of the WWE Championship. You get to the match, and CM Punk seemingly retained his WWE Championship when The Shield attacked The Rock when the lights were out, but Vince McMahon was on to Punk's plan, and just as Vince was about to strip Punk of the title, the Rock convinced Vince to not do so and just restart the match and would go on to win the WWE Championship from CM Punk, ending his historic 434 WWE Championship Day reign. And Punk would also fail to win the WWE Championship back in the rematch in Elimination Chamber, with the stipulation being that the title could change hands via disqualification or countout. Now following this, Punk would then go into WrestleMania 29, Going against The Undertaker, which included a lot of mentions and references to the recently deceased Paul Bearer. Undertaker would go on to defeat CM Punk at WrestleMania 29 to extend his WrestleMania streak to 21-0, making it The Undertaker's final victory of his undefeated WrestleMania streak before losing it the next year to Brock Lesnar. After this, Punk would take some time off to recover from injuries, but was unceremoniously rushed back to the ring a couple months later at Payback to face Chris Jericho without being talked to about it at first by WWE. 
Punk would return as babyface of Payback and defeated Chris Jericho in his hometown of Chicago, and after this he would start to distance himself from Paul Heyman, who would later ultimately turn on him at Money in the Bank. This would lead to Heyman bringing Brock Lesnar back, who would defeat CM Punk in a great and an absolutely fantastic no disqualification match at SummerSlam, being the best versus the beast. But then Punk would still continue his feud with Paul Heyman, leading to Night of Champions. Heyman would team up with Curtis Axel to defeat CM Punk in a 2-1-1 handicap, no disqualification and elimination match, thanks to interference by Ryback, who after this would officially align, him align himself with Paul Heyman after the pay-per-view, making him a Paul Heyman guy. This would reignite a feud between CM Punk and Paul Heyman, or sorry, against CM Punk and Ryback at Payback, or sorry, Battleground and Hell in a Cell, a feud that CM Punk needed to be asked to take part in against his own personal desires due to issues that he had with Ryback's recklessness in the ring. Punk would defeat Ryback at Paddleground following a low blow and roll-up, before then also winning the 2-on-1 handicap Hell in a Cell match that included Paul Heyman, who was on the roof of the cell during the entire match. And CM Punk would get revenge after the match by beating down Paul Heyman on the roof of, the, of Hell in a Cell to put this conclusion to its end. After Hell in a Cell, Punk would form a tag team with Daniel Bryan to defeat Eric Rowan and Luke Harper of the Wyatt family at Survivor Series, before then going to focus his feud on The Shield going into TLC. Now, on, the night, on this night, Punk was expecting months in advance that he'd be getting that night off due to a friend's wedding, but the company booked him to have this match regardless. And Punk would still defeat The Shield in a 3-on-1 handicap match due to miscommunication from the other team, with the whole line that was being forced into his ear saying, you have to make Roman look really, really strong. Now you get to the downfall at the end. During this time as well, Punk would develop an undiagnosed MRSA staph infection that WWE's lead doctor, Chris, Dr. Chris Amon refused to take action against as being constantly being given Z-Packs by him and the other doctors in WWE to the point where it affected his ability to sleep as well as affecting his appetite. Punk would enter the 2014 Royal Rumble match at number one, getting three eliminations and lasting over 49 minutes. Unfortunately, during the match itself, CM Punk would suffer a concussion from a clothesline by Kofi Kingston after he jumped and rolled into the ring, and Punk would continue the match despite this, and going against Doctor's orders, before being eliminated by Kane and chokeslammed through the announcer's table. This would end up being CM Punk's final appearance in WWE until the 2023 Survivor Series. As he'd walk away from the company the following day, Punk claimed his reasons were due to constant creative issues with WWE, unhappiness with his shrinking pay, losing to part-timers throughout the year of 2013 with no follow-up plans, health concerns as well as being rushed back to television before he was clearly ready to come back, not getting his desired WrestleMania main event spot, and being overall burned out due to the way the company was. Punk was suspended for a couple of months after this via text message, meaning he was missing WrestleMania, and was later served his termination papers on his wedding day in June of 2014 through an overnight FedEx delivery. Punk would discuss his issues on Cole Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast, and later was sued by WWE's Dr. Chris, Dr. Chris Amon, where both himself and Cole Cabana were successful in winning the lawsuit, especially when it was also discussed why the doctor didn't stop CM Punk from being driven through the announce table when Punk, when doctors have the right to stop a match from going on after he knew Punk was concussed towards the end of the match. Punk would also have his staph infection worked on by his wife's doctor outside of WWE after his departure and also successfully sued WWE for unpaid royalties as well as countering their claim of retro breach of contract like in order to completely cut off ties for each other up until his return in 2023. So yeah, that was a lot to take in for his WWE career over an eight-year period. I'm sure I missed some things, but you know what? I can't go over every single detail. 
because I don't want this episode to go on forever. But overall, I mean, yeah, there were some things that could have been fixed. Because, I mean, like, you also look at CM Punk's time as WWE Champion. He was rarely in the main event of a pay-per-view. Because a lot of times he was overshadowed by John Cena, especially, like, if you look at Over the Limit. I mean, he did successfully main event TLC in 2011 because John Cena was not there or anything. But there were some things that could have been fixed. Like I said, with his booking as a main event guy, his World Heavyweight Championship runs, the booking of the Straight Edge Society and their momentum, the stuff with the part-timers and being rushed back to the ring and so many other things. And I still wish he hadn't returned because you look at the stuff that went on that made him so unhappy. It makes you wonder, how can somebody want to go back to a place like that just in general? I get that things are different now since he came back and what happened with Vince being away and Triple H taking over. But it's just like, you know that stuff kind of still plays in the back of his head, remembering what happened the last time he was there. But in terms of his WWE career, if I had to give it a grade for that eight-year period, I'd maybe give it about a B plus. Because like I said, him being WWE Champion 430 for 434 days, a ton of amazing matches against the likes of Daniel Bryan and John Cena, the WrestleMania match against The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, and stuff like that. Those were amazing. But there were some booking issues that kind of watered stuff down. And who knows, like, I know by the time this episode's coming out, we haven't seen WrestleMania yet. Maybe he'll get his main event for WrestleMania on either night one or night two, depending on what their plans are. Who knows? But anyway, let me know in the comment section below, what did you all think about CM Punk's time in WWE from 2006? I'm talking just main roster stuff from 2006 up until his abrupt departure in 2014. Did you like it or not? Let me know in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode, folks, please remember, leave a like, subscribe to the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I will catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.